start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What's up, everybody? Episode 82 today. Uh, it's Tuesday. We're recording a little off-kilter today, so bear with us if we have any snafus, because Nick's just not used to changing stuff up. He's pretty good at messing stuff up on the computer. He is here today. He's not going to be talking, but he is here. His attendance is still perfect. Uh, Tom's also here. Glad to be back in the studio. Luke's here. Yep, here I am. We've been seeing a lot more of Luke lately, and we yeah. like it. it. It feels good getting back on the podcast. Yeah, we're all about it. And we have guests. I'll let you introduce him, Luke, because you guys have been friends for a yep. while. So I uh, met him through work. Uh, it's Levi Pepperman, actually. Hey, how's it going? But I uh, thought we'd have him you know, on today and talk about uh, a We've little talked bit of... a little bit about you in previous episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah if if we, got, <laughs> we got repeat listeners, they've, they've heard your name before. Uh, but was it... Was it last week or two weeks ago that I was on? Two weeks, two weeks ago. Um, I did a open water walleye um, bit and figured, you know, what better way to wrap it up? Because a lot of things we said, you know, if you got a boat, doing this with a boat. And, you know, a lot of our listeners don't have a boat. And Even if fig- you do have a boat, it's a nice yeah. change of pace oh, yeah. to go walk oh, the shores. I, or, I still, yeah. you know, I still love fishing, you know, from shore. But figured we'd... Uh, have a have an expert on and uh, give a, maybe a couple uh, tips and tricks and pointers and whatnot. Just if somebody's new getting into it, you know, and hasn't had any luck fishing, because I know, you know, from where I'm at, I I never shore fished at all, you know, for walleye or really anything. I mean, I you know would catfish and whatnot, but simple um, stuff. Mindless, yeah. just casting yeah. a weight yeah. on the bottom and yeah. sitting there and waiting. <laughs> when, when I thought about, you know, walleye fishing, it was, you know, get the boat. That was, you know, the first thing in my mm-hmm. thought when... That's uh, how most people yeah, are. They think walleye, walleye fishing, yep, you're, you're out, out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when I started working with Levi, uh, you know, he'd talk about, you know, shore fishing for walleye. I'm like, what? Like, how do you oh, cast that? Oh, we're, yeah. we're out, we're out, you know, in 60 <laughs> foot of water. How do you, you know, so anyway, so he got, he got me hooked on that you're so clever good pun uh so i mean i guess we'll turn the mic over and uh maybe you can you know just tell us a little bit you know when you first got started into it or how you got started into it because i mean we we all went there you know with our stories on who got us into fishing or hunting or whatever so what you know what kicked that off for you ah well and ever since I was little, my dad was an avid fisherman. Uh, he always liked going fishing for... Uh, his main target were walleye and perch most of the time, or crappie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to make it enjoyable for me, he would take me for uh, stockies and stuff like that to begin with, and bluegill and stuff. And, I, think, uh, I think almost everybody started out on bluegill and no, stock stockies, trout. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's fishing career started out with that. But they're one of the easiest to oh, catch, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, You can throw bread balls at them and, yeah. and stuff like that. A piece yeah, of bubble so, gum, anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, stockies the same way. Uh, sometimes 
they're that hungry, you can throw mm-hmm. pretty much anything at them. But it, it's something to get you hooked. And, you know, I love my dad, and I love spending time with him. So, But uh, there was something there. Uh, when my dad mm-hmm. first started taking me, I, I would get uh, upset when he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to where I would literally cry. I yeah. mean, I'd get oh, that yeah. upset. And I'd go, Why'd you go without me, Dad? And um, he, even, he even targeted some of the, you know, I want to say like secret stuff, like I'm not sure what word, but he did, you know, some burbot fishing and some stuff like that not a lot of other people did. Like, he, he knew about it, so when they were around and we were catching them, he knew what they were and mm-hmm. that they were edible and stuff like that. But when he came to just targeting them, yeah. he didn't really know that, oh, go yeah, this down time to this year, place yeah. in, in the fall here in October, November, and December and stuff. But he knew that if you caught one, there was going to be a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he always told me to learn from the experiences that I have. Uh, when you start fishing, it's not just, oh, take some crawlers and some hooks and some shot. Um, pay attention to things like the bugs that are around and what time of year it was and the, and the color of the water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, you never do. My, oh, no, yeah, I, you're just walking around <laughs> with dad. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, my, my dad, uh, you know, he always uh, had spinning reels and rods, and you know, and uh, you know, I can remember my first fishing pole, uh, Zebco push button. Of course, oh, oh classic. Everybody, was my everybody. but I, I hated it. I hated it so bad that I refused you, you to fish with to it. You learned to hate them real quick. <laughs> yeah. And the, so I would fish with a, a stick rod, you know, just stick with line wrapped mm-hmm. around the top of it and stuff like that, and I would fish like that, and uh, for a long time, for many years. And uh, the thing that turned me away from it is uh, one experience that I had. We were fishing uh, the docks, and uh, it was like October, and it was cold. I had my snowsuit on, and I could see these perch. Uh, down at the docks. It's, it's deep on one side, like 32, 33 feet into the channel area where it goes back in. And uh, around the front, there used these rocks that laid real low that came up to a shallow spot to where Mill Creek comes out in the back corner. And uh, with a stick pole, I could fish that. I could see the perch. I was throwing at them. I was catching some decent-sized perch, like eight, nine inches or stuff like that. But I could see bigger ones just beyond them, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm trying to cast mm-hmm. this stick pole. And it's, it's ridiculous to actually try and do it because you're just flinging it out. And the only way you can cast more is to take more line off. And mm-hmm. uh, I was taking more line off, and I was getting to the edge of the rock to throw it out there. And I ended up falling in. And uh, I mean, all the way went under and stuff like that. My dad had to take me out of there. And uh, that was the last time I used a stick pole. <laughs> uh, time my, to upgrade. Yeah. I started using that Zepco a lot more. And, and it was very hard because uh, when you watch your uh, – you're learning how to fish from who you're with. And my yep. dad mm-hmm. uses spinning reels and stuff like that. I'm watching him how he's casting and stuff like that. And here I got to push this button and know when to let go so the line will yep. go. And man, was I beating walls in the ground? Oh, Minnows yeah. are flying everywhere. Uh, it was it was such a racket, uh, a ruckus until I uh, I figured it out. You know, I had let go at a certain time, and then I started I started producing some fish and stuff like that, and uh, it became more fun. Um, well, even like I've you know fished bait casters, you know, open face like everything, and. I'll be, you know, at a pond and like a little kid's, you know, got a, like a push button Zebco and he's having trouble and, you know, you'll walk over to go help him and you're like, I, I can't even cast this thing. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or it has that little tangle on inside oh, yeah. the reel. Yeah, and you can't see it. Oh, no, yeah. and it just plop. Yeah. You're like, like, kid, I swear it I can apart. cast this way out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, my kids were funny though. Uh, 
I got them some weird stuff like those rocket poles. Oh um, yeah, I tried, had, tried I had one of them. Oh my oh, yeah. god, they look like shotguns and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I had one. I caught a couple of fish in the pond. Oh, with I, it. I caught some fish. Uh, Waterworks pond. Uh, that's where I took them to try it because that's the only place <laughs> I could think that thing would actually work. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the bobber it's, hits the water, it splits open, it drops your bait in the water. Uh, and it does do that, but there's a limit to it. It's it, oh, yeah. it just, yeah. it, but it was no fun. I did it. It's not. It, it looks a lot cooler on TV. But like you said, you know, anything for to yeah, you're getting it the kids into it. Kids. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that that's what my dad was. And, and fun for me was not just fishing with him, but there's my uncle Gary and my cousin Joe Malone, uh, who we would always meet up with. So I had someone around my age mm-hmm. that I could go with, mm-hmm. and that made it the experience much, much more fun. Uh, especially because he enjoyed it yeah. as much as I did uh, going fishing and stuff like that. And still to this day, he still enjoys it that much. Uh, when he comes up from Florida, he he catches mm-hmm. up with me and we go fishing and stuff like that. But he always has stories about snook and this and that. Uh, <laughs> big you, ones like 38-inch snook. And I'm like, I catch... I, I caught one that was, you know, 24. <laughs> I was actually with when you were down. Yeah, I was with There you. were some big ones there, there was, though. Yeah, that kid was like, cast at me, cast at me. There's a huge one. And there's like 12 kids swimming around yeah. with his fishes at And there's like, I ain't throwing yeah, any yeah, hooks. Yeah, yeah, I, I, had these big cir- I had these big circle hooks. And there's a group of, you know, a dozen people. He's like, there's a big snook right here. And I'm like, yeah, and the tide's cruising yeah, your way. You guys are going to get, get a hook in your leg. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great fight. I'd oh, love yeah. to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so that was my first experience as fishing and i hated it you know uh that with the zebco but i loved catching the fish and after i got older once i got st- started getting older and older um my dad started letting me do other things when i was fishing or after fishing the other parts of it mm-hmm. um i started off cutting the heads off of uh, fish before I filleted and I was probably about four years old when I started cutting heads <laughs> off and opening bellies mm-hmm. and, and my dad would make it interesting for me even though it was kind of gross it, you know most people <laughs> think it's gross but it, you know uh, being a boy and yeah. whatever and a fisherman I was interested in what they ate oh yeah mm-hmm. so you know you got in a perch and you're like oh I wonder what he got in there and then you'd see weird stuff once in a while like crayfish like where the heck does this perch get crayfish yeah out of the bay yeah. but they are in the bay and that's the funny thing it's not many people realize that there's certain spots in shoreline I mean mm-hmm. especially like uh, Mill Creek's over uh, the one edge and there's mm-hmm. rocks I mean, and you, stuff yeah if you think about it you know you know cascade that runs into yeah, it or Mill yeah. Creek mm-hmm. or you yeah. know even just elk or walnut you know any if creek, you're at the yeah. mouth of if anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. Even if you're not at the mouth, like a big yeah. storm like this, if mm-hmm. something gets pushed in, you know, from anywhere, yeah. there, there's crayfish in all those creeks. And so mm-hmm. they're in the lake. They're in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, that was really cool. Always to see that kind of stuff. And, and uh, my dad used to uh, get me to try to pull hearts out and stuff like that. Uh, I remember one time we were fishing and he caught a catfish and he's decided he was going to keep it and we're going to try it and uh he wanted to show me the heart so he cut off the head of the catfish and he dug up and and the heart's inside the head and i didn't know this you know i was like Hmm. most everything's behind the chest and stuff like that so i always thought it was down towards the gut and he pulls out this catfish heart and he throws it in the water and you can see it beating still in the water that's wild (laughs) because it was that fresh he he did it right at the side of the creek when when it happened we've had frog legs that are still Mm -hmm. kicking yeah yeah throw salt on them when they're in the sink you know Mm -hmm. a little bit of water and they'll they'll Mm -hmm. kick at you i'll be 100 percent honest i've filleted you know i don't know if i would say thousands yet 
um, but definitely on the better side of 500. Lots of uh, Walleye. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying just walleye. Yeah. I don't know if I filleted one, if I could tell you what the heart looks like. Seriously, well, I don't know if I've ever usually, cut it. Because when looked. you do so many, it's just like a mindless thing. Oh, you yeah. just fillet, yeah. fillet, throw the I excess. don't know if I could tell you, yeah, what a walleye, you know. Or even the the lungs. I, I don't think I've ever seen yeah. walleye lungs. You know, come to think of it. Mm-hmm. Nah, there's a gill. <laughs> I, was kidding. I was kidding. They're all black, man. But, they smoke yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a that's a a part of it that my dad did. And and sheephead have rocks in their head, mm-hmm. little black rocks. You know, yeah. he, he had to show that. me that one. He had to yeah. cut off the head of a sheephead and pull the rocks out. Now, did you ever eat the sheephead? No, that's the bad part about that one. I heard that uh, drum. <laughs> In cleaner water is a mm-hmm. pretty good fish. I, think, I mean, uh, it was your dad was saying that they were brought here as a, a food, food fish. fish. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And because uh, ocean drum are eaten all the time, mm-hmm. uh, tilapia. Yeah, phenomenal. But uh, yeah, out of Lake Erie, it's a little dirtier in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, in my experience, some uh, people when, though, I've seen people like with stringers up. Oh them yeah, and mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, they're yeah. pretty good. But yeah, I can't personally say if they're good or not because no. the only statistic that i have that says that they taste like garbage is my grandpa sobes which keeps keeps walleye and perch yeah that yeah. is it <laughs> steelhead no catfish no which nick loves catfish i like and catfish. Grandpa nick's really good at flaying them too <laughs> no i wouldn't say great that's why he well, said really good yeah <laughs> it, there's an art to it it's just like um like you were saying with burbot Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like big. They're they're the same as catfish. They have the leathery skin and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you have to do special things to flay them. And uh, the only good part on them is their back straps. Um, there's nothing around their ribs or their belly area. You gotta mm-hmm. just take their back straps off. The first time I've ever I knew, heard about them, but the first time I ever seen one was when uh, you caught that first one. It was like nine nine something or ten something. Oh, it was pounds. ten. It was ten pound. Yeah, ten uh, pounds. 30, Thirty-two inch. Ten point two one yes, or something. That's what it I was. Think it that's was. what it was. But. Uh, it was funny. Was, I called you that for, day. Yeah, that was uh, the first time I've ever seen like a burbot out of Lake Erie, and it was really like kind of like wow. Like, <laughs> that, that was yeah. funny swimming in here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you brought me a piece of it to eat at work. Yeah, this morning. a couple pieces. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they're weird. You got to clean them uh, fast and cook them pretty fast. Uh, they're phenomenal though. They're delicious. Uh, the thing about them is, is you don't want to ever refrigerate them or freeze them. Mm-hmm. Freeze them's the worst. Uh, most people want to freeze stuff for a long time, yeah. and that's really bad for burbot. This is hmm. the way their meat is in the texture of it. I didn't know that. Uh, almost refrigerator. I wouldn't do more than three days myself. Uh, that's the longest I would ever leave a burbot in the fridge. There, something happens to their meat after so long. That you know, like it doesn't go bad, but it's weird. white and flaky. Mm-hmm. Like they have like layers you can yeah. kind of peel yeah. them apart. Burbot's more like what you'd think of like a brain. Yeah, like it's like yeah. strands of meat like woven. It's huh. kind of it's wild. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, it's chewy like uh, walleye cheek meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it's frog delicious. leg kind of. But yeah, it's like, frog leg too. Some, I would say it's more like burger than like chicken. Yeah, if I had to just compare a chewy it to like other food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it, just the consistency of you know it, it's really really bizarre. But. Is it similar to catfish meat? Yeah, as far as taste, actually, yeah. I'd yeah. say probably yeah. Yeah, it is really good though. Really good. Uh, I enjoy them. I, I I keep one almost every time I catch them, except for uh, this year I, I, I let two go. Um, normally I keep them, though. Yeah, see, I, I called Luke on that yeah, day, same he, day, he just too. Said, said, yeah, hey, he, Levi just said he let two go. I know people who have been fishing for him for you know, years and haven't caught two. Mm-hmm. You know? so, but like, you, like your dad said, 
you know, if you catch one, there's more than one oh, yeah. there. Yeah, it's just like walleye fishing too. Uh, I always tell myself that when I'm down anywhere. Yep. If you catch one, you're one, like, oh, I gotta stay. Oh, there's more one around. Here yeah, <laughs> one more cast. Yeah, and that's that's that's, that's my big everybody. thing. Yep. Next thing you know, it's a. Uh, 11 o'clock at night, and yeah. like, I got work in the morning. I don't know if I should get cast. Yeah, one more cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've had those nights where I, I've had, like, uh, uh, I got to admit, I never limited out mm-hmm. uh, from shore. And there's a, it, and it's weird. I, I had the sixth one in my hand one night. I was fishing, and I was catching a lot of shorts. I had uh, caught 12 walleye that night, and out of the 12, six of them were keepers. The last one was a 19-incher, and I was holding my hands, and it popped its back spines up and stabbed me in the thumb, and I dropped Drop. it in the water. <laughs> so I, I could not count that as a limit because I didn't get to take them all home. Yeah. But I technically <laughs> caught my limit yeah. of walleye, keeper size. Um, <laughs> but most of the time, uh, I've had times where I've had four to five on my stringer, and they're all you know, between 25 and 28. And I'd look down at the stringer and say, man, that's a lot of fish right there. Mm-hmm. I really don't need more. So I'd end up leaving. Leave some for tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I know people that got, you know, freezers of, you know, walleye. Whereas you, you know, I think last year, two years ago was like the first year in forever that you froze fish. Yeah, yeah. You never freeze fish. You you know, you'll catch them and cook them either that night or two nights from then. Mm -hmm. But for just, you know... We're starting to get into, you know, the catching them walleye. Like if somebody, you know, wants to get into it, you know, whether they're on, you know, Michigan, Erie, you know, Ontario, whatever one of the, you know, Great Lakes, what would be like just a couple, you know, bits of advice or like how would, you know, you get started, you know, to catch, you know, like I said, you don't have to give, you know, exact spots or anything, but just somebody that wants to go out and catch some fish. What are some some key points that you know that you need to take into account to make that happen? Well, if we're if we're talking about like trying to find walleye on your yeah, lake, again uh, the Great Lakes, and in your night fishing, a lot of things that you got to pay attention to is the time of year really really matters at first. Um, and water temperature. Uh, I found over the years that I've been doing it, which is about thirty eight, <laughs> <laughs> longer than all of us have been alive. But yeah. uh, you know, my as, as being young. Uh, my dad started me about 12 years old, actually letting me go night fishing for walleye. Uh, you can catch them during the day, but there's certain places that you can do this at. Uh, most of the time, you want to be a river or a stream or somewhere that mm-hmm. has walleye, and you got to know spots and holes. Well, you don't really have to know it, but you got to be able to tell that something's going to be deep enough where it's going to hold them. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to go fishing uh, and and really want to try some night fishing for walleye, you know, first thing that you want to really do is is kind of know your lake a little bit and and you want to know where there's uh bait fish they, they're going to follow bait fish wherever they go mm-hmm. and, yep. and a lot of like the biggest hint i could ever give anybody is is go to your mouths of your creeks uh, and boat launches those are like the two places i would that, tell people your, to start you you always say boat launches uh, there's a reason that they I, play I a boat a, launch yeah <laughs> I, have a, I have theories about that someone was fishing from shore catching fish and they're like man if i could just get out even a little bit first, further and and then it becomes a boat launch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes perfect there, sense. There's a reason that somebody put a dock here. Yeah, because yeah. They yeah. it's not because they wanted fish. to fish 20 miles that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, put a dock there. Cause they just wanted it, to go out a little bit further, and, and it makes sense. It. And mm-hmm. and from my experience, that really does work. Uh, I've fished a lot of new places, new lakes, and new stuff like that. And 
you know, a lot of guys say, oh, look for overhangs and brush and cover and stuff like that. Uh, start off simple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go to your boat launches, cast around by them. Because uh, usually there's, you know, if they build a boat launch there, there's either, you know, a wave break or, yep. you know, some big rocks. So yep. there's structure Create there. structure. Yes, yeah. yes. So and, and good, good artificial structure. And like you said earlier about bait fish, I don't know who said it, but uh, if there's little fish, there's big fish. Oh, yeah. You know, there, it's, you know, just like in the ocean or whatever, there's... If, if there's little fish there, there's something bigger eating them. That's right. That's right. And sometimes catching those little fish, if it's legal to use them, mm-hmm. to give them a try by throwing them out there. Have an extra rod to throw something a little bit bigger out there mm-hmm. uh, on a bobber on the bottom. Uh, you know, I was fortunate that my, my father was a fisherman before. I didn't have to learn uh, by myself how to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad says... Uh, I was 12 years old. He wakes me up. He was working second shift at GE. He wakes me up at uh, 1130. And he says, Levi, you want to go night fishing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. And so he takes me to the spot where we go night fishing for walleye and stuff like that. And I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad ties on a Mr. Twister. Uh, what was it? Uh, eight ounce jig head. Mm-hmm. He says, Cast it out there as far as you can. Don't let it sink to the bottom, though. There's a lot of rocks yeah. out there. <laughs> actual, actual Mr. Twisters are getting harder to find. Like, yeah, they're us- real. Usually, like, you know, bait stores will just have Mr. Twister everywhere. Oh, but yeah. now with, like, all the new plastic baits, I've actually, like, looked for Mr. Twisters. Like, it, you know, your Field and Stream or Sportsman's mm-hmm. or, you know, even bait shops. And I'm like, do you have any Mr. Twisters? And they're all just the off-brand. Yeah. You know, they all look the same. But Yeah, they work. They yeah. all work. Uh, the ones we used to buy were... Uh, local bait shop uh smitty's uh he made all his his own plastics and stuff and and his jig heads we used to buy those up <laughs> but what was nice and and this is the reason why my dad started me off that way rapala's cost even when i was young they were five six bucks and yeah, nowadays they're, they're, they're 10 to 12 dollars you know? yeah for the big yep. F- yeah 18s or whatever yeah, and, and you go out and you're casting and you run into a log a rock uh you get something that breaks your line of carp, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Because there are all those fish are around where walleye like to hang out. And uh, you end up losing these expensive lures when uh, we were throwing Mr. Twisters, a twister tail that was five cents and a jig head that was 10 cents. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was losing 15 cents. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, so my first experience, and, and this is a funny story, uh, my first walleye I ever caught. I was 12 years old. It was August 4th, 2012, and I was casting. And I, my dad actually gave me one of his old ugly sticks. He had an ultralight five-foot ugly stick, and he and I had him buy me a Shimano reel. And I was using it for a few years and, and the, before I went uh, walleye fishing with him. And I'm back there casting with this thing, and my reel fro- freezes up. Just sticks. I couldn't use it anymore. And I'm like, dang it. You know, my, I was feeling all bummed out because I couldn't fish and I had to sit down. And my dad's <laughs> like, uh, here, Lee, use my pole. Uh, what we'll do is uh, you catch fish, I catch fish, you catch fish, I catch fish. I'm like, oh, that sounds all right. So uh, I cast. I get it out there. I'm reeling in. And bam, I hit this fish. And it's a smallmouth bass. And it was probably about a 22-inch smallmouth bass. It was a big smallmouth mm-hmm. bat. It was just fighting me. I'm like super stoked. <laughs> I love catching smallies. Oh, man. That place, uh, the place my dad took me was so full of them, man. Uh, you could catch easily 30, 40 of them. Your thumb would come back raw and bleeding mm-hmm. because you caught so many of them. 
Um, but that's not what I was back there for, you know. And I, I caught the fish, so I go to pass my dad the rod, and I say, "Here, Dad, I, I got a smallie. It's your turn." And he's like, "No, nah, you keep casting." So, like my next cast after that, I throw it out there. It hits the water, and I'm cranking it in real slow. And about three cranks from when it hit the water, I get this bite. Bam! It's just real hard tug. I set the hook, and pole bends over. And it's not fighting like a smallie. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? And it's fighting pretty good. I get it up, and I land it. It's a 25-inch walleye. And I was, I was so happy, you know. And I ended up casting for about another well, two hours with nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no more walleye. I yeah. caught a bunch of bass and two fish back to back and yeah. stuff. Uh, but uh, that's that's the crazy thing. Like you said, you know, you set the hook and you know you could feel it. You know, fighting like when you're trolling, you don't really feel walleye. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of you drag them in, put your line back out, drag them in. But even like when we would go jigging, and yeah. you know, like jigging, you get a you know real good feel for them. But that's also, you know, just vertical, straight up and, straight down. Up and down. And uh, the first walleye, you know, I caught, you know, from shore with you. It yeah, was like, that was amazing. They they, they fight, and mm-hmm. it's it's cool. It's a lot. It's a completely different feeling. Like, it doesn't even feel like the same fish, you know. Yeah. And, you know, your line's usually, you know, lighter, you know, six, eight pounds versus a 20-pound leader. Yeah. You know, and your reels and rod itself is a lot smaller so mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah that would be the other thing i'd suggest to anybody is, is don't go super heavy it makes a hard cast you, yeah. you want to get out there away so normally when you're like uh, shoreline fishing for walleye uh you're not fishing 15 foot of water or anything mm-hmm. you're usually in like three to eight yeah uh, when you're casting out there sometimes you're wading out to your in chest waders or or you're standing on rocks in front of a drop off or something mm-hmm. uh and you're casting at that uh I but stick baits work really good, and uh, Mr. Twisters, uh, I've been, you know, that's what I grew up on, casting, but uh, I started watching YouTube videos and stuff like that, and I wanted to try newer stuff for walleye fishing, and I started getting into uh, the Kitex, or the swim baits, mm-hmm. you know, soft plastic swim baits, and those are neat. I mean, I, I really do enjoy using them right now. They're different, the way you can work them. Mm-hmm. You know, bouncing them off the bottom instead of just, you know, Mr. Twisters, I always just crank them in. Yeah. And same with Rapala's, you know. And once in a while, you'll stop and pause and stuff like that mm-hmm. to see if you can get with something to crack on it when you pause. But, uh, you know, traditionally, it's just cast and retrieve, cast and retrieve. And and my one, you know, one other buddy that we work with there, uh, he tells me that I'm a, I'm like a machine. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a, like he's a, a sprinkler. He, he never quits casting. Uh, you know, I'll go fishing for you know for a couple hours, but you know the theory is behind it is if you're not in the water, you're not catching fish. Mm-hmm. And I do take breaks. You know, it does wear on me, especially now that I'm 41. And you know, <laughs> two hours of casting right. really gets to your shoulder and your yeah. arm and your back and jeez. Mm-hmm. But if you cast, you know, 500 times and Jeff cast 75, you know, you had, you know, that a many more chances, yeah. six, yeah, six yeah. times the, you know, amount of chances than, than he did. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if I, anybody that's starting out, you know, it, all I can say is it can happen on your first cast <laughs> or it'll happen on your last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah and it doesn't happen that for everybody. Uh, don't be afraid to switch colors. I, myself, I've always, <laughs> and I'm weird in a sense, I guess, or, or just, been fishing too long i don't don't know (laughs) but whenever i go for lure selection i look at it and say if i was a fish i would eat that oh yeah you have to say that too i I, I do the same thing and also what i do sometimes is i'll even hold the lure and 
and just kind of oh, move yeah, it move it through the oh. air. You got and, to, you got yeah, to. I'm like, or, oh yeah. Like when, when, first... I t- when I tie flies, every single fly, I I set my you know my vice up right in front of me, and I have my fly box sitting on the table. Every single fly that I've ever tied, I've swam it over to my fly box and set it in my fly box just to <laughs> make sure. That's how they catch fish. Okay. Hey, man. And I have honestly, I have you know put flies back on the vice because there was something I didn't like. Like wait a minute, about that the didn't swim. move right. Yeah, I was like that. That wasn't <laughs> that <didn't> right. Move <laughs> But I, I do that too. I mean, in a sense, uh, when you first go out fishing, you do a short cast to see how oh, your yeah. lure is running. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you're, you're like, oh, you're man, on the boat I, and you put it next a... to the boat. Oh yeah, you're like, oh, I would hit that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom has a shirt that says that. I do. Yeah, <laughs> two bass that. looking at a lure and says, "I'd hit that." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's that's the general thought of it. You know, it, it, if it's appealing to you. Yeah. You have more confidence. Whether it works or not, you know, it's well, just one of the things we do. It's it's just a confidence builder. Yeah, um, it keeps you casting. Well, I think, exactly. I think I told Tom or Frank uh, about it, and I'm sure as soon as I say this, it'll give it away. Um, your clothing that you wear when you go fishing. Oh, you're, you're picky about it. Yeah, I, I, I told him. But uh, that's that's my, my fisherman's superstition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like... Uh, you, you don't want to you don't want to pump gas before you go fishing. So if you if you're gonna go you plan on going fishing tomorrow, do it the night before. Pump your yep. gas tonight. What's the story behind that? Uh, the smell. You don't want to get that on your lures. But with the clothing thing, it's just goofy. Uh, <laughs> I, I refuse to wear white t-shirts when I'm I'm fishing. Uh, <laughs> birds of prey are white underneath, <laughs> and the fish see that and they'll get scared of you. Yeah, no, makes it, perfect which, sense. <laughs> it, 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 I, I've worn, I got all kinds of superstitions. Yeah. Oh though, yeah, you know? but it's one of those things, you know the the guy who wears the same pair of underwear for uh, you know every football game. Mm. Like oh, just, yeah. the pair of socks. Yeah. I had yep. a pair of socks I wore every single football game. Oh yeah, <laughs> if, if you didn't wear them, you'd probably lose. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, I always lost, but <laughs> I played well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always played well when I wore my these socks, and if my mom washed them. For some reason, I would get like crushed. I wouldn't understand it. Man. <laughs> I smelled too good, and they were like attracted to me more or something. I don't know. Being a middle linebacker and all, you yeah. got those blockers running after you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember when you were saying, you know, fishing like three to eight feet, you know, from shore. Yeah, uh, that was a big thing. I always thought it was deep, but you'll know where I'm talking about. But it's a very vague name. Uh, the river. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You call it the river. No one else will know what that means. But uh, (laughs) when you took me down to the river. Oh, yeah. That was. was We were night fishing. And, you know, he hollers over at me. And we went down there and we caught two fish. He said, and when we went down there, he said, we'll we'll probably catch fish. He said, I'm not positive. But he said, you know, we'll probably catch them. And he's like, and if we do, they're going to be nice fish. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. He's like, we're not going to. We're not going to catch, you know, more than five fish probably, but he's like, if if they're we do be... catch them, he said, they're going to be nice fish. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we were there for like maybe 10 minutes, and I get smacked, and we were targeting walleye. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I just got a nice walleye. <laughs> Starts jumping out of the water and doing flips. I'm like, not, not a walleye. Not a walleye. <laughs> not a walleye. Nice, nice brown, real nice brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those river and, browns are Yep. So nice. reel that in, threw it back in. And, dude, we went, like, two hours, oh, yeah. like, without a bite, without mm-hmm. anything. And sun finally went down, and, you know, the lights behind us, there was a structure behind us, lights turned on, and kind of, you know, create a little glare on the water. Mm-hmm. And Levi's reeling in, reeling in, and picks his bait out of the water, and he's like, oh! And I was like, <laughs> what? And he's like, 
He's like, dude, something just, you know, swiped at it right there. He's like, I saw it. And there was no splash on the water. It was like all Mm -hmm. underneath the water. And he just flipped it right back out. And right in front of it started reeling in and it smacked. And it was, I mean, Uh, I don't know. 25. 25, 26. Yeah, it was real, real nice walleye. Like from maybe me to the end of the table to you away, like Mm -hmm. five, six feet from them and maybe a foot and a half, two foot of water. Yeah. And, you know, caught a 25 inch walleye. And I was just like. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because your whole life yeah. you spent on a boat oh, yeah. <laughs> trolling in 60, 70 feet of water. Yep, but I was like, uh-huh. I, you know, but, I mean, it makes sense now. I mean, mm-hmm. they push up. Yeah, uh, hungry fish, especially times of year. Uh, around here in Pennsylvania, when it opens in May, uh, walleye have that time to spawn, and mm-hmm. they're, they're like uh, post-spawn after that, and they're on a feed. And most fish want to trap their food and Mm -hmm. when you're out in the middle of the lake the only way to trap food is if you have a large school Mm -hmm. uh early in the season like that and all the bait fish you know have to be out there yeah Yeah. so when you got in the early season like that uh in may and stuff like that all your bait fish are close to shore anyways and those walleye will push they'll push up and uh, you'll you'll see them sometimes oh you'll hear them yeah when you when you first took me out he's like watch watch the horizon like you'll see See you know fish coming out and you know, you'll see them, you know, jumping way in the surface or minnows shooting out of the water. Mm-hmm. And as that sun starts to go down, gets those closer and closer. Get closer oh, yeah. And closer yeah. And all oh, of a sudden, man. zing, you get the catch. Yeah. That was a funny you know, story. That was a funny story that first time. Uh, we, we were down there, and this like guy caught like a 32 incher. This guy caught it, and he didn't want it. He already killed it, though, and he had it on a stringer. He, uh, was that bled, when me and you went yeah, down there? We, yeah, and he bled that oh, one, yeah. right? That, yep. And he was like, you caught, anyone you caught want one? two? Yeah, I got two. I caught one, got and one. then he gave, gave me, me that one. one. Uh, but, yeah, so we're down there, and he gives Luke this fish because I didn't want it. I mm. wanted to catch my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, okay, uh, I could only catch one, okay? You know, <laughs> no, no, it's all right, man. It was your first time ever. I mean, out of all the people that I ever took walleye fishing, Luke was the only one, his first trip ever to catch one. And most people watch me catch them, and I, I explain what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. But mm-hmm. uh, And the funny sto- the funny part of the story is I, I hit a walleye. We didn't even get this fish to spot I wanted to. Uh, there were some guys fishing there. We had to fish down a little ways. They weren't even fishing. They were just sitting there with but, their bobbers. Yeah, and still, I was like, are you kidding me? That's why, we could, oh, yeah. that's why we could cast in the spot yep. we wanted to. So <laughs> so I hit a fish in uh, nice walleye. is about 25, 26. And Luke netted it for me. And, and I had my net, which is... Uh, a net slash minnow net. <laughs> Not the, a walleye it, net. Well, it has a, mesh yeah, in it, okay? He, he took a regular net, like the, with the, you know, maybe inch or two inch across squares. Yeah. And then zip tied it with the really super fine Yeah, the mi- net. A minnow net. <laughs> like, so, so I can th- catch some minnows once yeah. in a while, you know? Hooks get tangled. Oh, yeah, I bet they God. do. <laughs> so That's why I got you that new net. Yeah. And it, I put like, I, I swear to God, uh, ever since Luke gave me that net, I put 50 walleye in that net. I, mm-hmm. No no BS. Uh, That's a nice net. But so Luke nets the first walleye and that I caught. And my, my lure's mangled in it. Buried. <laughs> He's like, and I'm, I'm going to need a minute. I'm, I'm all back here and I put my walleye on the stringer and it's still laying next to me. And I'm, I'm getting my Rapala out and I finally get it out and I go... To turn around to see how Luke's doing and his rod's bent. I didn't hear a noise. 
He didn't say, oh, fish on, nothing. She's got to be quiet about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, and his, I, his broad was just bent over. And I'm like, you got one? He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> First time I took Levi out on the boat jigging for him, he oh, you that's, know, that's caught a, a real nice story. one. And the whole time, yeah, I'm like, shut up. I'm like, keep that down. Because there was boats you know, around us. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. the fog was so thick, they couldn't oh, tell what was, was going on. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. There, it, I have never seen in my life fog thicker than that. Where, like, mm-hmm. it... Not even, you know, where you're Maybe like, oh, you know, feet. 10 feet, 20 feet, like it's getting fuzzy. Like, no, yeah. at that 10, 20 feet, you couldn't no, see. No, if really. you held your hand out, like your arm straight in front of you, your hand was foggy. Yeah, like that's it was crazy. the it was... thickest. If you were in the front of my boat, you couldn't see the motor. No, it, it was really <laughs> it was bad. It was really that bad. And that's, that's a funny story, too, because I never, I never done it. You know, I never vertically jigged while I couldn't even tell Lake where Erie. we were. No, not the, at all. Like the, how close we were to I, shore. I started mm-hmm. to the only reason scared. we knew we were waves because it said it was 17 foot of water, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, we ain't that close if it's 17. <laughs> but the wind was blowing. We had no anchor. It was my old boat, so I didn't have yeah. a GPS on it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. um, we're <laughs> we're in enough we're, water to float, so we're good. <laughs> we're in Lake Erie. Yeah, we I, we I ain't hitting uh, I kind of knew where we were just because oh, yeah. what we pulled up to. Oh yeah, but, but you know where um, you're drifting. We wanted once to... we drifted and we lost sight of the landmark I knew of, and I'm like, yeah, I have no clue where yeah. we're gonna end up here, man. <laughs> but we caught fish. Yeah, we did. You lost a couple. Uh, I got at that 28 incher. My first one. That was a nice one. He was he was teaching me how to do it while I caught it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, it's funny. Uh, it's yeah, super it was, funny. It was. You know, he's he's like, so, you know, like what's because, you know, while I'm casting, I'm like, do you just steady retrieve or do you jerk it? You know, like, so while we're fishing from shore, Levi's, you know, telling me what he does and, Mm -hmm. you know, different, you know, sometimes if you're fishing early versus at night, a little different presentation, time of year, slower, faster. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, so he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know, I, I'll let it all the way down to the bottom and pick it up. You know, you'll, I, I like to do it, you know, real quick, you know, high and then kind of slow and maybe bounce it back on the way down quick high. And I was like, and I let it rest on the bottom and you know, you'll, you'll go to do your quick snap up to, you know, fish on. and I was like, and you'll, you know, feel a lot of weight. And as soon as I said it, he's like, Whoop, like that. And I'm like, exactly like that. <laughs> That's you know, the got, stuff. got all excited. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah. That, I mean, cause I was doing it the whole time he was explaining it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, bam, just 28 inch walleye. Turns like, out it works perfect. Yeah, oh, I was bringing it up, and uh, we got close to the boat, and and there really was boats out, you know, because mm-hmm. it was first day of walleye, and, and they uh, would get close because yeah, you, couldn't you couldn't see, see. anybody. Yeah. It was so foggy, Hold so you'd down. be, yeah, you'd be, you'd be all by yourself. What it looked like, and all of a sudden there's a boat, you know, ten feet from you because yeah. yeah. you just couldn't yeah. see. Mm-hmm. It was honestly, it was pretty probably dangerous to be out there on our little fourteen foot <laughs> boat. But and then we ended up uh, going off the south or the pier. Yep, uh, and uh, we caught some perch. And another walleye. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad got one or something like that. Yeah, he was fishing off the end. Yeah, he quit after he caught his walleye. <laughs> he said, I got what I wanted. Yep. I'm going home. I, I got my meal. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever jig for walleye at uh, Pima Tuming? Uh, I fished out Pima Tuming, and I've uh, not really jigged for him. Uh, just like off just, the, just vertical off this, fish, though. Are you talking you know, the causeway? But not really yeah. Like, yeah. like in front of the chain. Oh, yeah, people no. do that all the time. I tried it. I tried it over there, but I think I got too close. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I was fishing like the cart fisherman in a sense, but I had crawlers instead of dough balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was casting out there and letting it sit and waiting for something to pick it up, which I was having fish pick it up, but I think it was carp. I, mm. I caught a walleye on a dough ball there. Oh, yeah? Yep. What, I believe it. What did me and you used to jig? Sonar flashes. Sonar flashes. Yeah. Yeah. I, Luke so was telling I, me a story about that. I got you hooked fact. on them. Yeah. yeah big walleye, he said. You guys we were caught pro- some uh, tournament. I think uh, actually Wasn't Hunter got me hooked on those. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and then my, I brought them to you. I never tournament fished them. Uh, me and Frank used to just go down after work and we'd stand on the rocks and jig over the chain. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the one time we're over the chain. <gasps> I hope you were on the lake side of the chain. Yeah, on the yeah. lake side. <laughs> that's what I. Like, that's why yeah, you got to have a long pole to reach yeah. out there. Yeah. Over. Yeah. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so me and Frank are jigging for these walleye. And we're doing the same thing, you know, like a sharp jig up, let it flow yeah. back down, sharp jig up. And I go to jig up, and my line just starts screaming. And I don't know how long did I fight. Hey, you fought it for probably five minutes. I don't know was what pinned. it was. It, it was, was like just screaming, drag it was, out. I guarantee it was, it was a carp, but a carp we never saw it. I don't know. I don't know what it was. All I know is it's like screaming line, and I like pull back a little bit, and my line goes limp, and I reel up, and I have a shad hooked by like the back. It was about like yeah, and like holy shit. there was like twenty people standing there on the wall, yeah. and everyone gets their line out because this oh, yeah. fish is going everywhere. And then Tom pulls up this you know six inch shad, and everyone's like, "What the hell just <laughs> that, happened?" Hey, My drag was way was, too loose. <laughs> that shad was way. a fighter. What probably happened is when he popped off. It oh, popped that's definitely what happened. It just it looked yeah. really funny that I'm I cleared oh, yeah. this hole out. I'm scream in line and then i pull out yeah. <laughs> it was a walleye that was in his mouth too yeah <laughs> no I mean, seriously though they do love shad yeah oh yeah i mean we, things, that man. tournament I mean, that i was telling you about there'd be a school of shad that moved through rods would go off go off go off mm-hmm. and then the shad would disappear and we wouldn't dead. get a bite for yeah. half hour the school would come back in we limited out in walleye on pima tuming jigging like yeah. that doesn't happen very often yeah like i mean you can get on them you know but it's like a, a rare case mm-hmm. and, it, and i shouldn't say rare but in you gotta kind of know, know in, what you're doing in, in the yeah. span of you know two hours that's yeah. pretty rare to catch 12 fish in two hours mm-hmm. yeah, yeah anywhere i mean that's yeah. you're killing fish anywhere mm-hmm. you're fishing if you're yeah. catching 12 in a couple hours two hours yeah yeah, yeah. And with a mix of, you know, carp and catfish yeah. and everything else. Yeah, so. pima tuning's loaded with Oh, yeah. Fish. Yeah, it's, a, it's super diverse. And and they have all that uh, that land that you can't reserve. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Uh, so, you know, that's an awesome thing the protected about water. The protected water. Uh, no one can go in there. All these fish have mm-hmm. this habitat. I've seen uh, no carp one... and muskie make it up that little waterfall up into the, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. nursery water. Mm-hmm. It's funny that we were talking about uh, hooking in the big fish and not realizing what they have. <laughs> um, last year, uh, during COVID, I took my youngest son fishing with me. Uh, we went down to uh, the Sand Docks. That's the old name for it. It's mm-hmm. got a new name. I'm going to use the old name. <laughs> uh, but uh, we were down at Sand Docks fishing, and I wanted to catch perch. And uh, I had crappy setups on and stuff like that. And I asked my son, I said, hey, how do you want to fish today? And he says, oh, I want a hook and shot. Mm-hmm. So just a hook and shot. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fish vertically just like we were in the summer because I took him down there for bluegill in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. I said, what do you want to use? I have night crawlers and I have uh, golden shiners because that, that's the type of minnow they had at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I want, I want a minnow. So I was like, all right. I put a minnow on there. I dropped it down to the bottom for him. Now, he's seven, or he was nine. He could fish by himself, but I'm his dad. I just wanted yeah. to drop it in for him. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And he's got a little upset about that. I said, fine, just reel it up, you know. So he did. And he dropped it in himself. And uh, I'm sitting there and I, I cast my crappy setups out and I got my, I just get my second one set up and tightened. And my dad and my son says, Dad, 
I got a problem. And I said, you got a problem? So what's the matter? He says, I got a snag. And where I'm fishing, there's, uh, they used to park boats there a long time ago when I was mm-hmm. younger. Uh, a Viking 2 used to be parked there all the time. And they have these bumpers that are in the water and these chains. So I thought maybe he just got hung up on that chain mm-hmm. and stuff. So I stood up to see what was going on. And his line was going away from the wall. And I his said, snag son, was moving. son you, you don't have a snag. You have a fish. You might want to start reeling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so, yeah, so he does and stuff like that. And he's reeling on this fish. And I had, you know, it's October. And I'm like, oh, it's probably like maybe a steelhead or something mm-hmm. around there. And this fish comes up. He never jerk. He never set the hook. He never jerked back to set the hook. This, mm-hmm. this fish hooked itself. <laughs> <laughs> but he brings up to the top of the water for the first time for me to see it, a, a walleye. And I couldn't believe it. He was vertically jigging. And the depth of the water right there where we were fishing is probably about eight, nine feet straight up and down. Mm-hmm. And this, In October. In October, yeah. this walleye was sitting next to this wall. And it was a big one. And he's fighting it. And there's... A uh, group of people watching us, and they get to see me net it. And I was like, "My God, this is a big walleye!" And, and my son says, "Dad, how big do you think this walleye is?" After I landed it, and I said, "Well, it's probably about 27, 28." And we get home, and I measure it, and this kid caught a twenty-nine and three-quarter inch <laughs> walleye vertically fishing in October. In October, that's wild. With a golden from shiner, shore. From, from shore, with a golden shiner that was probably an inch and a half long. <laughs> so that to me that was pretty amazing uh, you spoiled him now i know I, yeah right uh he, think, t- he thinks every time he's gonna catch one now mm-hmm. well no not every time he thinks every time if he does get one it's gonna be big because the next time i take him uh, it's another familiar spot of mine well it's familiar now because I, i've never really tried it uh fall walleye is kind of new to me mm-hmm. in lake erie fall walleye other places uh, away from lake erie is old to me. I've, I've done that for many years and I know mm-hmm. how, I knew how to fish that, but uh, my uncle used to tell me stories about catching walleye on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do it. I was like, ah. <laughs> so a few years ago, I went, I went down to one of my spots that I normally fish in the spring and I went down there and I was casting around and I got a 30 inch walleye on October 24th. And I was like, all oh, right, it, it really is true. <laughs> there's, there's a, they push back into the shoreline, uh, in the fall, and it, it does. Uh, it's I didn't fact, realize they pushed back in in the fall. I yeah, knew they did yeah. in the springtime, um, but I didn't in, know. In that. the fall, they'll they'll push it back again. And uh, the thing not, is, not as heavy. It doesn't. No, seem no, like. no, no, no. It's kind well, of like a, uh, yeah, <laughs> depends could, on where you go, but, I guess. Um, seems the, like a spring run and a fall run of steelhead. You get both of them, but one's, one's better. Typically better than yes, the other. Yes, and and the spring run of walleye is definitely much better. You have a longer. It seems like a longer period of time, but. This year that just passed with COVID and stuff like that, I I really fished hard uh, mm-hmm. in a certain spot uh, for some fall walleye. And I went to my normal spot where I caught them, the one last year, uh, the year before, and I didn't get anything there. And I kept telling myself, well, I should go this place. I swear they're here. <laughs> and uh, they were. And uh, I was getting them. I, I sh- I was catching at least one a night, mm-hmm. uh, but they were always big. I mean, they're big walleye. I was catching anywhere between. Uh, I think the shortest one I caught was one night that uh, Jeff, my buddy Jeff Huey, came down to watch me or fish with me, and he didn't catch anything. And I got a seventeen incher, and that was that was tiny compared mm-hmm. to what I was catching because I was bringing home. Uh, they were twenty eight mm-hmm. uh, to thirty one inches. I was getting. Uh, yeah. And multiple mm-hmm. thirty one inches, and that's what was crazy about it is that there was. A lot of them. There were just a lot of thirty mm-hmm. ones. That's how my son got his. Is is that there were just so many of yeah. them down there. And it's just 
And there's other guys. They were fishing uh, away from me. I, I picked a spot away from everybody else because I don't like crowds and, mm-hmm. uh, in that fat aspect of it. I didn't want to be crowded by all these guys casting all mm-hmm. these Rapalas or, or whatever they were throwing. Uh, but there was guys fishing at the end, and they were getting them better than I was. Mm-hmm. But I was happy where I was because I was the only mm-hmm. guy there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was nice. It was nice to have that peace of mind and, and that. I talk about that sometimes, too. Like, I would... I would rather go out and, you know, catch half the fish that I would have in a group, but, you know, be by myself. If I go out and, you know, catch 10 fish, but, you know, I'm surrounded by people the whole time, I would much rather go even catch two or three and not see a guy all day. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to get around uh, real fishermen is is the point. If Mm -hmm. If you are in a group... And I hate using the word real fisherman. Well, we say but it all the time. There's people who there's fish people, and there's fishermen. Yeah. There's yeah. two separate and, people. And there's people that know to get out your mm. get out of the way or or how to uh, countercast. Someone's yep. cast and you you start your retrieve and they know, okay, I can cast now mm-hmm. and I will not run into your line. And the hard part is when you run into people you have no idea about and stuff yeah. like that and you're going to these spots and there's a crowd and you you might want to fish it, but you don't know any of them if they're going to get out of the way or if they know how to cast counter. over your line. Yeah, yeah you might spend yeah. the next two hours just untangling yeah. lines and losing yeah. lures. So sometimes it's it's nice just to get away, but uh, you got to think about where you're at and stuff. If if there's guys catching walleye just down from you, twenty five, thirty feet, you should be able to get them where you're at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, walleye don't just school up and sit in one spot. Uh, they're roaming at night. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, I, you know, I get picked on all the time for standing in the same spot and doing the, uh, the same fan cast over and over and over. But there's a reason. I mean, I try to explain it to <laughs> people that there's a, they're moving through. So the more I spend time, I spend in this spot. If I if I was like, oh, man, I don't, I'm not catching anything here. Let me move. I might be moving away from where they're you could they have just a great day from. and be yeah. moving with the fish or, or you could be moving to the places they're not and yeah or, so. or where they just were so yep. you picked up and moved and now they're over where you just were mm-hmm. so a lot of times um old saying uh don't leave fish to catch fish you yeah know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's really hard for for me to leave fish to catch fish and mm-hmm. uh you know so i'm one of those guys that are just diehards I'll, I'll stay in my spot yeah. <laughs> this one's mine. Yeah. And, and, and unless I, I, there's certain days where I, I start feeling a little more froggy or, mm-hmm. like, or something just looks right mm-hmm. over there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing too. Like when people are like, you know, when you get to a lake, you know, how, how do you like a lake you've never fished, you know, how do you start it? And like, I'll tell them, you know, like, oh, you know, you look for this or, you know, look for that. But, when I'm when I'm doing it myself, I'm not really thinking about it. You just kind of look at it and you're like, eh, yeah, right there looks good. Like it just looks good. Like yeah. when you're hunting, yeah, like yeah. That's you're, the you're not like you're not like oh well, there's you know you you can think about it this way. Like oh you know there's a mouth here and there's a pinch point here, so fish have to move through here because there's a big shelf and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you're like oh you know that just looks good. Like hunting, it's like. You're not like, well, it's this kind of tree, and you know, this kind of time of day, you know, it could you use this cover, and you know, they like, you know, this area because there's water. But you're just like, oh, that looks That's good. That's the spot that right looks there. Really good, you mm-hmm. know. It's kind of the same thing with fishing. You yeah. Know? Like, well, and, and the other thing is, and I hate to say it, but uh, 
a lot of fishermen and i know i'm i've been guilty of it too we're litter bugs once in a great while if you look down and you see someone's old worm container right where you're standing even if it might want to fish there yeah Yeah. (laughs) if it's not on purpose yeah you know exactly even i've had stuff you know you got you know a sandwich or whatever that you're in your pocket and wind blows Blows, yeah yeah out into the water and you're like you know it sucks there's nothing you can do you can't go out and get it yeah it's just drifting away mm-hmm. but you can't catch it because it's just you know so. yeah or 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 if the trees have uh decorations as yes. i call it sometimes <laughs> decorations hey yeah. if you see decorations in a tree when you're fishing fish by that tree yeah mm-hmm. there's fish there uh someone actually threw those lures and bobbers up there on accident <laughs> trying to get to a certain spot and mm-hmm. uh you know those are those are giveaways i mean especially the newbies i mean if you're new to fishing and stuff that's that's the thing i could tell you is like uh, look for marks. Uh, there's going to be trails. People people leave trails. Um, mm-hmm. Just worn paths, worn out areas on creek edges and stuff. But and those once, are, those once are the high those, pressures Yeah, areas. once you go to those known places and kind of get a feel for what you're doing, yeah, and what it then looks you like, can, you know, adventure out on your yeah. own and find those, you know, mm-hmm. those your that, own hidden spots. Yeah, those know? spots that look kind of like that, and they have the right depth, mm-hmm. and they have the right structure. They and you just run into undercut. them, you're like, you know, this kind of looks like that place I used to fish, you know, mm-hmm. and the place you used to fish might have, you know, 50 people a night there, and this place you never see anybody. Anybody, you know, anybody. So just and, try it. And, that, and that's, that's with me, walleye fishing, I have a spot that uh, it, has less pressure mm-hmm. uh, than most places uh, that I've gone. So even like out on the boat, you go to the pack. You know, a lot of times, yeah, you will catch fish. Oh, yeah. You know, in the pack. But there's a lot of times where I've been the, you know, the lone boat or other boats are, you know, way out there and mm-hmm. they're catching just as many, if not more, fish than everybody in the pack. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. That's what my dad taught me with ice fishing. Is uh, he never liked going around where all the huts were set up, mm-hmm. and he used to always talk about. Let's keep going off this way, Lee. Let's go. Yep. A little deeper. What's we're gonna walk past these guys further than anybody right. else wanted to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. While, while trying to be safe, but you know, growing up, my dad never had a spud bar. Uh, <laughs> I was light and small, and I could actually run an auger, so I was a spud bar. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go test it. Yeah. You know, my dad would save me. Mm-hmm. But my dad was a great dad. I, I mean, I, I, I can't. I love the guy to death, and he used to do awesome stuff for me when I didn't have waiters. He would, he would, uh, <laughs> he would carry me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Even as I got older, my, my dad's not a huge guy. He's he's muscular and stuff like that, but uh, he's five foot six. Mm-hmm. I'm six foot tall, <laughs> and uh, you should see me. You should have seen him carrying me across French Creek one day. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bring my waiters, and we wanted to go fish somewhere. And he's like, "Ah, oh, jump on my back. I'll carry you." Lee. I've, my I've legs are straight Tom. out. Yep. <laughs> I've carried Tom across Creek so. before. So yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, but great, great dad. Uh, always supported my fishing. Uh, would take me anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, drop me off, pick me up if I needed it. Um, give me all his poles, even when I broke them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would give me any lure out of his box uh, without any. He wouldn't even right. stop me. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. be, I just bought that lure lead. No, he's like, yeah, go ahead, mm-hmm. catch something on it. If you get something on it, it's worth buying. Yeah, and you know, yeah, he's. You know, if you lose it or break it, you know, obviously, like, he's not happy that you broke it, but just, you know, yeah. it's just part of... It's one you know, of those things that happens dad. when you yep. fish. Yeah. yeah. When you're being a dad, yeah. just, yeah. you know, letting your kid borrow your stuff, you know, that it's going to get, ah. you know, used. Yeah. You know? And my dad yeah. my dad had a point. Uh, he always used to say it's it's terminal tackle. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's yep. what all tackle is, is terminal. I mean, 
they just get another one. That's yeah, why, that's why these companies make all kinds of them. <laughs> I mean, of course they make money and stuff, yep. but you know because people do lose them. You, yep. know, you want, and sometimes uh, myself, I have a certain Rapala that I like to use. Don't give I, me I, color out. I have like three of them. Yep. Yeah, uh, and two one of them is still could be functional, but you have it, you know, uh, set aside that doesn't get tied on anymore. No, no, no. I retired yeah. that one. I, I got one I call oh, uh, Trusty Rusty right now that that, that has uh, between two seasons uh, twenty two walleye on it so far. So from oh, shore, from yeah. shore, and that's that's just two seasons, and and that's uh, springtime because uh, fall. I, yep. I didn't get any on Trusty Rusty in the fall. Uh, I was fishing a little bit deeper. And mm-hmm. the area I was fishing was deeper. Uh, I was fishing uh, eight to twelve feet. It was mm-hmm. right around in there, and uh, that's when I was uh, experimenting with the Kitex and uh, the, mm-hmm. pla- the soft plastic swim baits. And mm-hmm. man, when they thump those things, it's unreal. The mm-hmm. way it shocks down your arm. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know how to describe it, it other than that, it. man. Yep. Uh, the tug is the drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's that's all I can say. I got, you, it got me so excited. I wanted to keep coming back and doing it. Uh, so I'd bring two rods. Mm-hmm. I'd bring a rod and I'd put uh, the Rapala on, and then the other rod had the soft swim bait, and I'd throw that Rapala, and you know, for an hour, I didn't get a bite on that. Okay, time switching swim bait. Yeah, and it, it was neat because uh, I was so used to using jigs and stuff to where I constantly retrieve them. You throw them out, and retrieve them. So I did try that for a while, and I couldn't get anything to bite on it. And and uh, there's this guy on youtube uh, can i say his name is it okay yeah uh his name's tom uh starts with a b i can't think of his last name right now dang it but he's he's a really good uh fisherman and, and i like watching him because he's not like a traditional walleye fisherman to where he's trolling all the time mm-hmm. yeah so he'll he throws uh larger sucker chubs and bounces them off the bottom and stuff like that and he has some really neat techniques that i liked and i, I kind of picked up the one for the soft plastic one and stuff where you let it hit the bottom mm-hmm. and you, you pop it up and uh colder water you do shorter pops and the warmer water you can do bigger ones and stuff like mm-hmm. that so i was trying that technique and it, it worked and it worked uh the first time i tried it and uh you know it worked uh that whole that, fall that's all i caught walleye you, until december when you try something fact. new yeah and it turns out to work oh, oh yeah that's awesome and when you have different baits like that you got to try different stuff especially oh, yeah. like you said you weren't catching anything move it different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean even even throwing floating rapalas it, sometimes you know i say oh you just keep it at a nice medium pace well oops sorry for the spit uh <laughs> keep it at a nice medium pace but that that works 80 percent of the time Mm-hmm. Yep. once in a while you got to give them Speed something it up man. give them some flair uh, i mean especially like me i'm down there uh i go on work nights i have to get mm-hmm. up at five o'clock in the morning so um i'll go on a work night and i like to get down to my spot a little early before the sun goes down just so i can get a few casts out there and it's all superstition stuff yeah but i like to get the casts out there and make noise on the water and have that repetition that this sounds already there. So if there are walleye moving in, they are used to accustomed it. to the sound that's that's hitting. And, and um, all those little, like you call them, you know, super superstitions, like they probably all make the, sense. Well, well, yeah, lot, they yeah, do. A lot of them, it's like, you know, does it really help? I don't know. Does it really help? I don't know. How much does it help? Eh. But 
when you you know you mix all of them together something yeah if a little works. bit helps from but, each one but yeah, yeah, some, yeah something works because you know you have all those superstitions and you catch, catch fish, fish so. i do have success i do have yep. success mm-hmm. and and the one thing i really and my dad this is i'm going to tell this to everybody in the world walleye eyes are susceptible to light if there isn't light already in the area that you're fishing for walleye, don't go shining light in the water. <laughs> I'm um, just saying that so no one does it when they're fishing next to you. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, Levi's like, all right, pack it up. You know, I, no I, I've, done it. I've done yeah. it. I've done that uh, when I've had people shine the light in the water. But I've also, I've also seen it happen. I mean, they'll come back. They'll come back and bite. They mm-hmm. will. And I know it because I've, I've hung it out after mm-hmm. the flashlights go in the water. But... When you have limited time to fish for them, and mm-hmm. and you know these kind of things, and you've experienced it, and yep. you've been through it, when something like that happens, it makes you want to just ah, uh, that's yeah, that kind of ruined it. it. I, I don't have enough time to put in. Yeah, to so, wait for the fish to turn back on yes, after that yes. light. Yes, and, and I hate to be a jerk when I tell people it, but once in a while, I can't hold it in. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know. Take your light off the water. Yeah, yeah. walleye's <laughs> eyes are susceptible to light. Um, I hope you weren't paying you know, catching any walleye right there right now. <laughs> but uh, but that that's the true thing about walleye. That's why most of the time during day and, and this time of year, most guys are out in the deeper water. Um, crystal clear water and 20 foot of water, it's very hard to catch them because they're hunkering in the bottom and the light's affecting them. And they mm-hmm. can see everything. Yeah, and... You know, if you're not fishing with super light line, like six pound test, even out like that, you might not get a bite. Mm -hmm. But not to say you won't, but your chances are lower. And, you know, they fish do see line and they do see stuff like that. Uh, Depth does does help with Mm -hmm. certain lines. Uh, Supposedly red lines will disappear in certain depths and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's all all stuff that I've heard. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a traditional fisherman. I brought up on mono. uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. Started off. None of that fluorocarbon crap. That's no. junk, man. Bunch of junk. I, I'd try it once in a while, you know. But uh, that's only as leaders because yep. it, it does it does help it's stiff against mm-hmm. Real stiff. Yeah, and, and abrasive. Uh, when you're running into areas that you have structure, while I do like structure, they like rocks. They like overhangs and stuff, or rocks, big rocks in the water. They'll hide mm-hmm. behind those. They're they're ambush predators, mm-hmm. um, and they're aggressive. And it's funny how uh, how aggressive they are towards things. I was fishing this year. And uh, on a night that I normally wouldn't, um, living uh, where we are, uh, you get northeast wind, it's usually a bad thing, Mm -hmm. real bad. It it brings in all the junk and all the color in the water. And uh, I I had this feeling to go walleye fishing, and it's weird. I call it fish tuition. (laughs) (laughs) But I I get it all the time, and I haven't had it for a while, but it's weird. I get these funny feelings like I should be going. And mm-hmm. I, that night I had this funny feeling. I had my kids. I dropped them off. Uh, me and my wife were separated, so I have them for three hours a, a night once in a while. And I dropped them off. I dropped them off at eight, and I, I really wanted to go fishing. So I told my boys, "I say, hey boys, I'm going to go fishing right after this." And uh, I knew it was northeast wind, and that's usually like taboo. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to fish no northeast. That. But I had this feeling. He's so probably the only one there. <laughs> no, actually, there's one other guy. I, and it's, it, that's funny that you brought that up because he caught some walleye too that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was trying to fish where I normally fish when I was casting straight into the northeast wind. And 
It's almost impossible. There, your lure's landing back at your feet. Yeah. Your no, yeah. Not me. I, I cast well, pretty far, so it was landing about 10 feet out. <laughs> <laughs> but but not the normal oh, length. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, why fight this wind? I'm going to cast with, uh, with it to my back. And I turned to this one area, and I was casting over. I love that when you can like just feel oh, the line just ripping on your rod. Yeah. And uh, but so I, I I threw it over there and I'm reeling in and like you said that even with the at, at the river, I was bringing it in and the the way the wind was it was clearer where I was at in the water I could see down in there and this walleye about two feet from shore came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it was only eight thirty and it wasn't even really dark yet and I watched this thing come up mm-hmm. out of my Paul and just crush it and it was so exciting to see that and and the, it was a twenty five incher and it ripped line it was came up so fast so hard mm-hmm. and he, he t-boned it uh to where you know rapalas have three hooks on them especially mm-hmm. the, I, I use a size that has three hooks and and bigger sometimes um but he t-boned it and but the force that he came at it when he hit it he took off running and he was ripping drag from me like he was some kind of steelhead or something <laughs> you know and i was like wow for a 25 incher they normally don't do that they don't fight that hard but you know, walleye always surprised me. Um, I've seen a lot of weird stuff happen while I You had a walleye jump on Yeah, you. yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to tell that story next. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time I was walleye fishing, and I hooked into this one about 21 inches, and it hit towards the surface. Uh, and when I was cranking in on them within eight, nine cranks, it came shooting out of the water, jumping. And I was like, I've never seen you do that. I mean, yeah. I've never seen walleye ever do that. I mean, uh, I've smallies seen and stuff like that. On the surface, or roll, but I've never seen roll. one yet come out of the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it torpedoed. Like it wasn't like a steelhead jump or a smallmouth or a, a largemouth jump. It was a torpedo, like just mm-hmm. shot right out of the water and back in, uh, which I thought was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, That's I don't know. Cool. Uh, not all fishing trips are fun, and oh, you know, yeah, bad you, stuff happens. You you. You'll see some weird stuff when you're fishing. You've seen probably the weirdest thing I've so ever. So you spend enough yeah, time I, fishing, you'll see some weird stuff. Yeah, you'll run into some weird things, especially if you live in in city areas and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I got a story that I'd like to share. This Frank, uh, it's pretty wild. When I was I was 19 years old. Uh, I was born in October, so I had to start school a year late, anyways, and I failed mm-hmm. the third grade. So my senior year in high school, it is May. I am excited. It's walleye season. Mm. I'm waiting for some south winds. I'm just waiting for them, you know. And uh, I get my chance. It's uh, right towards the end of school year, about two weeks left. It's, uh, it had to been like May 10th or something like that, uh, maybe earlier. I can't remember exactly. And I want, I want to go walleye fishing, and I mm. get all geared up. And I head down to the lake. Uh, I, where I live is pretty close to Lake Erie. Uh, it only takes me about maybe... 10 minutes to walk to the lake mm-hmm. and i have a really good well i used to, it used to be really good but i used to have a really 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 good walleye fishing spot real close to my house and uh I, I, so i went and uh and there's a cemetery on the way uh to where i fish and uh already getting spooky yeah <laughs> yeah seriously and uh I, I like to walk the shoreline to where the spot is like mm-hmm. down the lake shore and the cemetery had all these trees on the edge of the lake uh, that they cut down, mm-hmm. and they pushed them over so they were hanging into the lake. Uh, so traversing over to my spot, I had to go through these trees. So 
I get down into the lake and I'm I wear my waders. I only had hip waders at the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that was before I, I started buying chest waders, <laughs> and so I used to always wear hip waders because the place I used to go, you weren't really supposed to be on the shoreline where I was at. So wearing the <laughs> well, this this is a waders. fictional podcast, so yeah. um, it was it wasn't you know you weren't trespassing. You just well, you know I, as long as you stayed in the lake, you're okay because yeah, no, one they, the no one owns the water. So. Yeah, but anyways, it's God's water. That's right. So uh, as I'm heading down to this spot, I had to uh, go through these trees that were pushed in. And there was two sections of trees. And I get to the first, and I'm ducking around them, going under them, up and over them. And, it's always uh, the best walking through oh, trees yeah. with mm-hmm. a fishing oh, pole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I got a backpack on carrying oh, all yeah. my gear in it and stuff like that because I've been doing that for a long, long time since I was little. Well, since I was riding my bike everywhere, fishing, yeah. I found that was like one of the best things ever is take one of your old backpacks, throw all your gear in there. Yeah. You can even get your rod in there if they oh, break yeah. down. Break mm-hmm. in uh, it's better than having to cross your handlebars yeah, and exactly. whacking all the fences <laughs> at the tip of your rod. That's how I lost a couple rods. But anyways, <laughs> so... Uh, I get past the first set of trees, mm-hmm. and I'm getting up to the next set, and uh, I'm looking around at the water and stuff. And then this next set of tree was a little more thick, and there's a lot more branches. So I was really paying attention to where my head was and where these branches were. I weren't wasn't looking down at my feet. And I get about halfway into into the middle of it, and uh, I happen to look down, and down in front of me there was this body just laying in the water, um, with the water lapping up over it, and. Uh, the body had uh, only one part of clothing on it, and it uh, had a blue sweatshirt that was rolled up on, on his neck, and uh, freaked me out. I never, yeah, I bet it did. That's you know, insane. I, I never expected that to ever happen yeah. to me. And uh, like I said, it takes me 10 minutes to walk down there. Yeah. It took me two minutes to run back. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so I, I get home. And uh, all freaked out, you know? mm-hmm. and I'm out of breath because I ran with waders on, <laughs> hip waders at that. Yeah, uh, with them rolled all the way. I mean, they were up all the way, so it was a little bit easier when you have them rolled down. Yeah. It's a little bit harder. But um, so I get home. My parents, uh, my dad sees me. Uh, he says, "Levi, what's the matter? You get you're not gonna believe this." <laughs> oh, I couldn't even talk. He's yeah. Like, yeah, I was out of breath, and he's like, "What's the matter?" Did the, you know, did you get kicked out? Did, did mm-hmm. the security guards call the cops on you or something? <laughs> the only thing I could get out is dead body. And he's like, what? And I caught my breath and I said, I found a dead body, Dad. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I said, please call the cops. I swear to you, uh, I found a dead body. And uh, so he called the cops. The cops come and they're questioning me about it. And I'm telling them everything I know. I went down to go walleye fishing. I, I fished those short line of Lake Erie for walleye. I'm still standing there in my hip waders mm-hmm. and my fishing hat with my license on it uh, <laughs> and everything. And, and so they, they, they tell me to take them down to where I was. So I took them down to the place where I drop in to go back mm-hmm. to where I'm fishing. And there's a, it's all shale lookout kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can see down the shoreline where the trees are. And yeah. I'm telling them, I'm like down in those trees. That's where he is. And they said, he, how do you know it's he? And I said, well, either it's a guy or a bald woman. Because I didn't see, uh, it was, he was face down when I walked up mm-hmm. on him. And uh, I'll get into more of the story, backstory from what I learned mm-hmm. afterwards. So the cops, you know, they're questioning me and stuff like that. And the, one guy looks over at me and he says, if there isn't anything there, you're going to be in big trouble for um, filing a false report police mm-hmm. report and mm-hmm. i got scared i was like holy crap what, what if, if he what washed I, away? I said i said sir if it's 
if it's not if it's not so a dead body then it's one of those silicone dolls because a mannequin doesn't move like the way yeah. i've seen it the way the laps were the mm-hmm. ways are lapping up and uh so the the uh fire truck comes out next and these firemen come out and they're talking to me and the one fireman was really nice he was he was talking to me for a while and then i says uh to him i said you can use my waiters i'll give them to you mm-hmm. walk down that shoreline to the second batch of trees mm-hmm. that's where he is the second batch of trees and he says okay and before I can give him my waiters, I start rolling them down. Uh, radio comes over, the cops by, and it comes over the radio. They were bringing a boat in, mm-hmm. so they brought a boat in, and that boat comes up, comes up to the first set of trees, and they're shining light in there, and I can hear over the because they have those radios that are on their yeah. shoulder, you know, and I can hear over there that oh, there's nothing here, there's nothing here, and I said, tell them they're in the wrong set of trees to move down, and so they move down to the next set of trees, and then. Uh, the cop walks away from me, and I can hear some chatter, but I couldn't mm-hmm. hear what they're saying. And next thing I know, the cop says, "All right, come to me with the cruiser." <laughs> so, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, seriously. So they put me back in the back seat of the cruiser and stuff like that, and they started asking me a, a lot of questions, uh, you know, about what I saw and the, mm-hmm. everything. And uh, so I, you know, I was telling them, and I kept my hat low because I seen the news trucks, and I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to get yeah. pictures of my face. I don't. I don't know what happened to this person. Yeah. Uh, so I kept my hat down, and it's hot in this car, and I started sweating. So I lifted up my hat to wipe some sweat, forgot to pull it back down. I seen a flash of light, and they got me. <laughs> <laughs> they got a picture of me, and they put it in the paper. Really? Yeah. So All you wanted to do was go fishing. And- <laughs> yeah, catch some walleye, man. I was I was stoked. It was the right time of year. They probably were That's waiting crazy. that night, too. But, uh that was one, that was like uh, one of the weirdest experiences and one of my craziest stories that I could ever tell anybody. I hope it is the craziest. Yeah, story. that's definitely if it's, a crazy. If it's just story. one of them. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, so far, you yeah. know. But every time something happens nowadays, uh, like someone finds somebody, I get a text from my ex-wife. Yeah. Where are you at, Levi? <laughs> I'm at home. Why? I just want to make sure you're all right. Yeah, I'm fine. Why? <laughs> oh, someone found a dead body in the lake today. I'm like, oh, like I find every one of them. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a one-time thing. Yeah. That, that's just what you're not going fishing. You're just going and patrolling the shores. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it was funny, though. It, the funniest part, I mean, this, what happened wasn't in the story isn't that funny. But the funny part of it, of the whole story, is when I... I took the next day off of school. I didn't want to go and talk about it. Yeah. You know? But I knew it was going to happen. Mm. I, had, I had to go back to school. I wanted to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so when I uh, did go back to school, people were asking me, well, th- this one guy comes up to me, and it's, it's, it's just idiotic in, in a sense. And he says, man, what pound test line do you use? And I said, what? <laughs> said, what pound test line do you use? And I said, oh, I use six pound test why he's like oh, how the heck did you reel in that body on six pound test i said i don't know who told you i reeled it up <laughs> that's how that's how quick rumors yeah. Yeah. that's yeah, insane what the heck cops already told me i can't leave the state. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh just because they didn't know what was going on though yeah. uh needed, you're a suspect uh, until you to, you're cleared yep they needed stuff. to ask you some questions they that's needed wild. you close so, I mean, be careful when you're fishing, especially yeah. at night. Yeah, you never know where <laughs> you're going to find. I mean, I've been out. Uh, I'm a lone fisherman a lot of times. I love when other people come with me. But a lot of times, people don't have time, and they can't do it. So I end up, and I'm, I do spur in a moment. Like, oh, I'm mm. going right now. Sure. Yeah. And I'm out. Um, I can say I've, I've met quite a few colorful person 
fishing. And mm. and there's times where I was scared, and I would, uh, I still to this day will keep a pocket knife on me just in case, mm-hmm. just to defend myself. I know I probably ain't gonna win, and <laughs> but I am going to make sure there's a way to tell that whoever got me, this is who got me. And yep. mm-hmm. uh, but. I, Knock on wood. Never had to use it. Never, other than uh, cut my line. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have to do that quite often. <laughs> uh, or, or cut down a V stick to uh, use as a rod yeah. holder oh, once yeah. in a while. You know, mm-hmm. so they're always good to have with you, anyways. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, you always got to be careful, especially at night. Uh, I I remember fishing in my favorite spot, and these guys would come up. Uh, I remember one night this guy came up, uh, garbage bags taped on his legs as waders really <laughs> and he, works and he had his second pair in his back pocket so when he went to leave he could put them on and duct tape he had duct tape with him too that's pretty up. good i was cracking that's up. hilarious i was cracking up I've, and, had, I've had garbage bags inside my waders oh, because i had a hole and yeah. I, I had enough pride to you know at least stuff in my waist so no one else could see yeah but hey when you can't afford waders to put them over top of your garbage bags you yeah. just you just go straight <laughs> garbage bag it used to crack me up uh guards used to come down and uh uh you getting anything? It scare me because you know, I, I expect this all quiet down there and stuff like that. The worst thing that uh, you hear most of the time was raccoons fighting. They're yeah. just they're noisy, wild mm-hmm. animals, man. They're just it's horrific when they fight in each other, man. Mm-hmm. The sounds they make is unreal. <laughs> uh, but that's mostly it's when you hear someone's voice behind you, like, "Hey, you catching anything?" Yeah, it Jeez. scares the shit out of you. <laughs> well, I just caught a log in my shorts <laughs> <laughs> but they would actually fish once in a while the guards uh, they would actually take out uh, rods and oh, yeah. you know, they're on break anyway. you gotta do something <laughs> workers never cared mm-hmm. but uh, guards uh, that one time I was kicked out three times in a row <laughs> <laughs> the third time he kicked me out and he told me he says, hey if I see you back here again Cops are gonna get you next next time. I ain't even gonna mess with you. The cops are just gonna come here. Okay, all right, I'm going home. Third time's a charm. I'm going yeah. home. It was like even the that golf course down the road from our, we have a golf course right down the road from our house, and it's really good fishing. And it all depends on which rangers running the golf cart. Some are super cool. They'll come up to you, oh, are you guys catching anything? And mm-hmm. other times they come up and kick you off. So it's kind of like a you're gambling, flip. yeah. yeah. You're Whether or not you're gonna be able to fish there. Going to the casino or... and fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure I'm sure a lot of fishermen have their spots that are like that. You know, you're not really supposed to be there, but you can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you don't have to fish there. I mean, there's all yeah. kinds of spots. Like I said, uh, my experience walleye fishing. Sometimes it's it's fun. Miles. You know, oh, yeah. it, if you're not hurting anything, if you're not hurting, you know, the water, anybody, or you know, the mm-hmm. land around it, like sometimes it is fun to you know be somewhere where maybe you're not supposed to be. You yeah. know, like I said, if you're not. If you're not hurting anything, you know. Well, and I found, you know, and I'm sure that you guys have been there too. Uh, there's places that people have posted. But if you go up to their house and you say, hey, I would really enjoy to fish mm-hmm. this area. I promise you I won't leave any garbage. Mm-hmm. And most people are very nice about it. And they'll let you. They'll mm-hmm. say, it's okay. And yeah, it never hurts to go ask. A lot right. of people don't. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah it, what's the worst? They're going to say no. And yep. then you go somewhere else yeah exactly anyways ask for uh, forgiveness one. not permission no yeah. i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, most of, i mean when it comes to fishing on those kind of places no trespassing or yep. posted it's no, better I, I the, the permission but, is yep. is better oh, than, yeah. yeah 
I stay you out. never know. I mean, you can have some wild people come out there oh, with yeah. shotguns out yeah. there, you know? I mean, we, <laughs> we had places in our neighborhood that uh, there was places that we wouldn't go because there was this crazy old man. We called old man shotgun, right? <laughs> and he would come after you. I mean, swear to God, uh, salt loads. He would, oh, really? He would come after you with salt loads. And they won't kill you. <laughs> It'll hurt. Stay. But they, sure they don't feel oh, good. Oh, God. They rip your skin open and the salt gets in there. And just, oh, my God. It's just That's ridiculous. Wild. But... And that was never anywhere that I fished. It's just I went on his land and I shouldn't yeah. have been there. <laughs> but, uh, in, I mean, going to places like that, uh, that's why you got to be careful. I mean, staying away from some of those places that you probably shouldn't yeah. be going unless you ask permission. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like I said, most places, if you're fishing any kind of lake or anything like that, if you're in the lake, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't sure. own the land under the lake. I mean, nope. if someone tries to kick you out, because you're not on the water. Yeah. yeah, I mean, now on creeks is a whole different story. Yeah. I mean, if they own both sides they, of the creek, they, they own, own the land, the land underneath, underneath it. it, and that is yeah. when you get on your raft or your float. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, I thought about that before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are they going to get me in trouble if I'm floating here? Mm-hmm. But then you have to step on land sooner or later, and yeah. who knows how much land they not own. worth dealing with. No, it. not at all. Not just at all. Stay off. No. Yeah, you're better off, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to walleye fishing. I mean, <laughs> seriously, uh, any beginners, uh, creek mouths, they're, they're one of the best, especially ones that they stalk. Uh, mm-hmm. If they put any kind of trout in it, or if you do have fish in that creek, uh, even to say that they're creek chubs, mm-hmm. or once in a while you see perch and bluegill run up to their spawn. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to have fry that come out, and other fish eat those fry and you know it always escalates uh, yep. smaller fish eat our bigger fish going up the food chain yep, right up and um pay attention to uh, water temperature and conditions i mean i used to i used to never go walleye fishing this is when i was younger unless it was south winds and the water was crystal clear mm-hmm. i learned my lesson <laughs> <laughs> catch a lot more fish if you go out when it's not just those conditions. Yeah, I mean, and you can catch you can catch fish in almost any, but there is a, a limit. Them north, south, east, west. Yeah, me crystal too. Crystal clear to you can barely see them. Now, like you said, yeah, if you know you're steelhead fishing and chocolate milk, it's you're probably not going to do as good. You know, if yeah, it's perfect prime, but you still you'll catch them. You know. Well, we've had times. I mean, even with you, where. You're steelhead fishing, and you walk up the creek, and you make a little mud, and it picks up oh, yeah. because it's too clear, and they can mm-hmm. see everything too easily. Yeah. Um, you ain't going to do that with walleye. Right? Yeah. But, uh, but even shoreline fishing, uh, sometimes even that helps. I mean, um, you let you let your baits hit the bottom and stir up the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It looks like something's trying to feed off the bottom, and those bigger fish are intrigued, and mm-hmm. they'll come over to see what's going on. Now, once... Once these uh, beginners, I know we kind of went off on a tangent and just told some stories yeah. for a while, but we started <laughs> off, you know, with some, you know, tips and whatnot. But uh, I wanted to ask, you know, before we finished the podcast, um, when these guys, you know, go out and use these tips and tricks and actually catch them, I was telling them, I think it was on my last podcast, the only wall I've ever eaten like cold or that I would is like when you would cook it and then bring it into work oh, yeah. like the next day. And that is seriously some of the simplest but best tasting walleye. How how do you actually cook your walleye? Oh, 
Is it a secret? Is it a secret? No, no secret. Uh, deep fry. Uh, and it's a very simple recipe. I mean... Do you do it like on like a pan or do you actually have like a, you know, thing of oh, oil that you have, you know? No, it's just a pan. Yeah. I, I, a vegetable oil. Uh, yeah. There's Crisco stuff that you buy, the liquid oil you pour yep. in a pan. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny that, you know, you don't have to use all kinds of it, but I do like to have mine to where it, I, I hate to say it drowned in them, but it's deep enough to where they will become buoyant. Yep. Yeah. And they'll float. So it's deep enough like that. But the recipe's very easy. You take your fish. And me, I like to get rid of all the meat that I think is the no good meat or the yeah. red meat on uh, yeah, yeah, the fatty and the mud line, yep. as they call it. Yeah. Uh, you can zipper your fish or whatever. And I like to thin out my walleye. Uh, some people like the nice big thick my dad. He mm-hmm. likes he likes the back and Yep, he likes the real thick. thick fillets. No, I, uh, I, me, kinda, I like, I butterfly I, yeah, them. I butterfly them. I thin them out. I like them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I do. Uh, bite-sized chunks. Uh, a lot of people call them walleye bites. Uh, it's just the way I do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people like They're the whole perfect. fillet. But, you know, egg and milk. You put your fish in the egg and milk. Uh, I do flour, uh, salt and pepper. Uh, lately, I've been doing Lowry salt instead of regular salt mm-hmm. and pepper. And it's, it's all your discretion on how much of those two you want. Mm-hmm. And then you just take your fish out of your egg. You put it in your your uh, breading, or it's not really breading. You use flour, yeah, flour or whatever, and then you fry it. And it's it's very simple. I was I just gonna it's say one it's of the, the simplest, easiest, ways to, you know. But mm-hmm. so good. So, it turns yeah, out you so always well. have a bag of flour in the kitchen. Somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super milk easy. Milk and eggs and mm-hmm. salt and pepper. And if you don't like oil, you can do the butter margin, and you can fry them the same way. You can do you can bread them the, or do it the same way, and do it in the, your butter and stuff. It mm-hmm. it turns out pretty mm-hmm. much the same, but you'll get more of the butter taste, you know, if yeah. you do it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I grew up on uh, oil frying fish, and that's how I do them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's although delicious. I will say grilled walleye is extremely good too. Yeah. Black and walleye. Oh I think yeah, some of the best best i've ever had was actually when ma'am just made that last beer battered walleye beer battered walleye yes oh my yes. goodness yes. that was the crispiest best tasting walleye i've had well mm. does, does your ma'am drink the beer when she's making it because the uh, no but <laughs> my my the, my experience with uh Michelob beer, ultra was the beer of choice <laughs> my experience Water. with uh cooler coors i think they're called yeah mm-hmm. coors but uh not even light just regular coors yeah my buddy's dad was uh, making beer batter walleye for us, and one, one for the batter, one yeah. for me. <laughs> and then, and the, and the more he cooked, the more beer you could taste in the fish. Yeah, that the more that you put more in him and more in there. Yeah, <laughs> got to keep it even. Oh yeah. wow, well, yeah. I think more went in the batter after a while because uh, yeah, he, he was pretty drunk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but it was really good. I liked it. Oh, and yeah. uh, freshwater eel he had. Uh, oh, I, yeah. He didn't catch it. Now there's Barcelona. He drove to Barcelona and bought some freshwater eel, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Freshwater eel? Who wants to eat eel?" Mm-hmm. That sounded gross, but man, was it good? I I've think, heard of people I, catching them. Yeah, I've never They're even weird. seen one. I never They're have weird. either. I mean, I seen my uh, it, years. It took years. I seen my first lampy uh, on a walleye. Uh, I was fishing with Jeff. Well, me and you were, we were out. Trolling. I caught a steelhead that had one on it. That's for, right. It was That's about right. maybe. You know, 30 seconds, I could see the steelhead jumping yeah. out of the water, and That's I could when... see the lamprey on it. Oh, yeah. and I was like, I can see it. Like, there's a lamprey on it. That's and then crazy. when we got it to the boat, there was a bright red circle. It popped off when we went to net it. But mm-hmm. it stayed on for quite a while. Was That's that nuts. the second time I made you take my pole? Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny story. I was I was like, ah, check out my noodle rod the first time I was fishing with Luke the one time. And uh, I just 
just want them to really check out my pole. Next thing feel I know, the he's freaking... you know, you know, feel, feel it, you know, tap the bottom and, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. next thing I know, he's catching a steelhead. That's funny. <laughs> then yeah. we were out on the boat, perch fishing. And I, we seen one, that's when we seen that yeah. one rise. And I was like, psh, I cast it over by it. I said, hey, Luke, hold my pole for a second. I think I'm getting a bite on my, uh, perch crap, rod. my crappy rig here. Yeah. I really wasn't. Yeah. I knew that steelhead was going to bite. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know. Not to make Luke catch all those steelhead, it's just... That was, that was fun. That was a big one. Was yeah. Probably, was probably pushing... That was know, a nice one. Eight, was, nine pounds. No perch, though. That was weird. That that spot usually Not has that some... spot, but the first spot we went yeah. to, we slammed them. Mm-hmm. That spot usually has some big ones in there. I got one big one down there this year. I mean, only one, though. Yeah. Real but, big, though. 14 and a half. We're probably... Whoa. What are we going on? What? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, we definitely have. I guarantee we got another hour and a half of yeah more stories we could go on, mm. but uh, might have to uh, cut it and do a do a part two. And yeah, uh, if you if you would oh, maybe I'm sure come back on the podcast on. again. Oh, I'd love to. I love but, talking fishing. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you all we kinds can, of stories. We can do you know <laughs> ice fishing or oh, yeah. you know yeah. even early, I mean Levi's done it all you know we actually really uh saltwater was that really yeah, last was my first. thing yeah, yeah last was thing first. we could talk about that oh, trip man. that we went into that was awesome never never been to the ocean mm-hmm. that was my but first time ever there that was cool <laughs> we were swimming literally with sharks and stingray like yeah under yeah. our that, feet that, was, that one was oh i almost stepped on the one yeah that was <laughs> pretty crazy but anyways but, yeah we can save that for next time mm-hmm I, was, so, I, can, I can tell you a really funny story about that one too. So, <laughs> so, so I'll save that for next yeah, time. That's yeah. a real good story. It's super funny. Well, we'll, we'll let uh, yeah, we'll let uh, Frank wrap it Actually, up. I was then... gonna give it to Nick. Okay, he doesn't oh, even want to say doesn't a single say word oh, today. All right, you know, uh, I think we're just gonna take it but, off your attendance then. But so. yeah, um, but Levi, you'll have to pay attention. We we have the same line that we close with every podcast okay. since is it since the first yeah, one every time yeah oh, um so maybe uh maybe they'll let you when you come back on do the do the close out so yeah. you'll have to take notes this time we'll, we'll let you do it's, it next it's time. pretty it's difficult. a really complicated oh, phrase. yeah here we go yeah so we really appreciate you coming on you know we love like you said talk fishing all night long talk hunting all night long so we appreciate you coming on and definitely look forward to having you back uh so yeah, this, I, I usually don't do this. I don't even know what to say to end it. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys listening. So uh, take all those tips and tricks that Levi just gave you and make sure you're getting outside.